and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello there, and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, your one-stop shop for tips, insights, and support to help you start, grow, and promote your impact business. Now, in July, we're focusing on a mini-series of episodes covering the essentials of self-care for entrepreneurs and business owners as we head towards August, which is actually month of self-care when our headquarters is closed and we all retire to the beach for replenishment. We took a quick detour last week to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Actually Making a Difference podcast. And I hope that by now you've already entered our anniversary competition. You could win a slot as our first ever Actually VIP and enjoy a year of very special treatment from Team Actually, including things like two power hours with me, lunch with me at my club in London, and an interview slot on the Actually Making a Difference podcast once we start offering interview places in 2024. You'll get a ticket to Actually's fifth birthday party in March 2024, a ticket to every Actually Notorious networking event that we hold during the year, and above all, one year of community-level membership in Actually JFTI, which is so much more than a membership. It's genuinely a community of purpose-led entrepreneurs just like you. Now, that prize is worth well over £2,000 and it could all be yours if you do the following three things. First of all, share the podcast with your friends on any social media platform using the hashtag actually making a difference and tagging actually and or me in that post. See our show notes for our social media profiles so that you can tag us easily. Then number two, Review the podcast on your chosen podcast platform. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google and Amazon, so it shouldn't be too hard to find us. And then three, take a photo or a screenshot of your review and post it in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group using the hashtag podcast competition. The deadline is the end of July and you can find more information about the rules and where to find all further information down in the show notes. So take a look if you've not already entered and make sure that by midnight on the 31st of July, you're in the running to become an Actually VIP. Right, back to the self-care series. And today we're exploring another fairly fundamental issue. Self-care is all about taking care of and prioritising your needs, not perpetually martyring yourself to the needs of everyone around you. So surely one of the very first questions to answer as you begin your self-care journey is what exactly are your needs? And you would be surprised by how many business owners and entrepreneurs I speak to every week who cannot answer this pretty basic question, largely in my opinion because of two issues. The first is they've just not really thought about it. They've been so busy taking care of everybody else that they've never really spent time sitting down and thinking about what it is that they need. And the second reason, they're confused. 
They're confused as to what constitutes a need and what is actually a want, a desire, disguised as a need. Let's start with that last issue, shall we? This whole self-care series is in part inspired by things that I learned through the Women's Leadership Organisation, one of many, and my training with them as a coach and as a trainer. What I want to talk about today was one of my biggest aha moments, the moment when I realised that a lot of the things I thought I needed were simply wants in disguise. Generally speaking, needs are things that if you do not have them, you are not okay. You're going to feel grumpy, unsafe, unwell or unhappy. Desires, desires are things that we might like and enjoy, but if we don't have them, we'll still be okay. So for example, gin may well be a desire, but it is extremely unlikely to be a need. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you ever wake up in the morning thinking, I really need a cup of coffee before the day begins? Or do you ever get home at the end of the working day and think to yourself, God, I really need a glass of wine? Do you ever feel as though you need chocolate or crisps or a great big bag of Haribo sweets? If you answered yes to any of these, you may very vehemently disagree with what I'm about to say, because I'm about to say this. It's possible, indeed highly likely, that you don't actually need any of those things. You may feel like you do. You may even argue that if you don't have your coffee, you will feel grumpy. So that proves it's a need, right? In fact, the reality is that what's most often happening when we say we need coffee or we need chocolate or we need a glass of wine is that we've not been meeting one of our more basic true needs and we're trying to fill the hole with desires, which then easily become bad habits or even addictions. Then we start to believe that we actually need the thing because now the habit or the addiction is running us and we do feel unwell without that thing that we crave. So if you crave coffee first thing in the morning, it's possible that you're just not meeting your basic need for sufficient sleep. And so at some point you started using caffeine to fill that hole, to keep you awake. And over time, that became a bad habit or maybe even an addiction. Or if you're craving wine at the end of the day, it's possible that you're not be meeting your basic need for relaxation or de-stressing in other ways. And so you reach for the wine to fulfill that need leading potentially to another bad habit or addiction. Does that make sense to you? Okay, well, I invite you to spend some time in the next week just being mindful of every time that you say or tell yourself that you need something and check in. Do you really need it? Or is this thing a desire that's become a bad habit because one of your more fundamental needs isn't being met. Now that we've cleared up the confusion between needs and desires, back to the other reason why people don't meet their needs. They're just not sure what they are. Now, there are a few different types of needs. 
There are physiological needs, psychological needs and relational needs. Physiological needs are the most basic, the most obvious, the things that most of us will understand. Sleep, food, shelter, water, regular exercise. Psychological needs. Well, when these are met, you're generally free of worry and stress. So that might include things like alone time or a regular meditation practice, listening to music, even dance, which might seem like a physiological need, right? And it can be, but it could also be psychological as it has such a significant impact on your mood. And then relational needs, those are the needs that are grounded in our basic human need for connection, time with friends, time with family, time with children. Many of us also experience spiritual needs, things that allow us to develop a deeper sense of connection with source, with the universe, with Mother Earth, with God, with Allah, whatever terminology you use. This might include time in a church or a temple or out in nature, daily prayer or chanting. So there are lots of different types of needs and you want to consider in each of these categories, what are your real genuine needs? What are the things that physiologically, psychologically or in relation to others or spiritually, if you do not have them, you are not okay? Now, there's one other distinction that I learned with one of many between stable needs and needs that require constant replenishment. A stable need, once met, will remain stable for a while without you consciously needing to top it up. So, for example, once you've found a home, provided you take care of it and pay your mortgage or your rent, it should satisfy your need for shelter for some time to come. But many of our needs require constant attention and mindfulness. Now, there's the obvious needs in this category, like food or water or sleep. You don't get very far if you don't keep topping up your food, your water, your sleep levels. But many of our other needs are things that we may try and persuade ourselves that we can do without, but which actually also require topping up, like alone time or exercise or connection. At the heart of true self-care, is the capacity to identify and then meet your needs. Some of those needs will be common to most people, but the amount they need will vary. So, for example, all human beings need to sleep. But whereas some people can be okay with only six or seven hours a night, others need nine or ten. Only you know what is the right amount for you, what level of sleep ensures that you feel well and replenished. And there are many needs that not everybody has or that may be entirely unique to you. Massage or regular osteopathy, for example, might well be a need for someone who has a long-term mobility issue that causes tension and stress and pain in the muscles. For others, it's not an actual need. They can be perfectly okay without it. A significant step on the path to proper self-care is to get clear on what your core needs are and then commit to meeting them. So why not spend some time this week going through each of those categories of needs, physiological, psychological, relational and spiritual, 
and explore what you feel you need and how much in each category. Be as specific as you can be. Work out exactly how you're going to meet that need and what meeting that need truly means to you. And then make the commitment. Now that you understand what needs are and you've identified yours, that you will prioritise them from now on. That voice in your head may kick off. That voice may tell you that you're being selfish or greedy, taking care of your own needs, prioritising yourself when so many other people need you, when there are others with a greater need than yours, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. If you do not meet your basic needs, you're not okay. You're grumpy. You're unwell. You're unsafe. And let's be honest, you're probably not that pleasant to be around. You're also putting yourself at a high risk of burnout, which then means that the people around you who love you have to take care of you. So is it really selfish to take care of yourself? Or is ignoring your needs and being sick, nasty or burnt out as a result the real act of selfishness? Commit to taking care of your needs. That is your responsibility because it's time and you are ready to actually make a difference. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey and you will always be welcome.